0: It's another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. I'm Jr. from the Jr. Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. And every Wednesday, we drop a new episode highlighting how we can utilize sports to be more inclusive and bring us together. Make sure you subscribe so you're introduced to new athletes and stories when we drop them every week. For this episode, we're going to Northern Virginia to connect with someone who started off as an athlete and became an employee of Special Olympics in its communications and Unified Champion Schools program. His participation spans more than 25 years. He was even encouraged by late Special Olympics founder Eunice Kennedy Shriver to contribute as an artist as well. Let's check in with a man of many talents, Bobby Jones, on how he got started with Special Olympics, earned a job with them, and what else he does for fun. It's another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast and for today's episode we're going to Northern Virginia. We're going to check in with someone who's a Special Olympics athlete started that way and is also an employee for Special Olympics working in its marketing and communications division. It's my main man Bobby Jones. Bobby how are you man? I'm
1: doing good thank you for having me.
0: No thank you for taking the time to hop on. I guess the very first question is how did you get started with Special Olympics? What was your introduction?
1: Um, I got started actually in Massachusetts, and I originally went to a school called uh, Riverview, which is a school for people with disabilities, and we were, um, uh, and uh, so we were like literally just up the street from the compound, Um, but we, the way that I started is that they, they had a program where they were doing basketball. And so I joined the basketball team, and I did it for a a while. And then I moved to the northern part of Virginia, where actually I am now. And um, I was able to get with Special Olympics Virginia, and I was able to get into volleyball. And I did volleyball for six years. So that kind of took me into doing other sports. But that's basically how I kind of began.
0: That's cool. So basketball, volleyball. What are some of the other sports you've competed in?
1: Uh, I did uh, basketball, volleyball. I've done floor hockey. I've done skiing for quite a while and bowling.
0: Wow, you keep him busy, and and you haven't just participated in these sports. You've also had some success, at them What what type of medals and hardware do you have stashed away, man?
1: I got a couple gold and a couple silver. You know. Not going to be too shy about that, but, you know, it's it's all good.
0: <laughs> so what has the experience been like? Because not everybody participates in Special Olympics and, and, and walks away with medals. What has the overall experience as an athlete been for you? What has been the most rewarding part of
1: it? I think the most rewarding part was um, I did unified softball um, for quite a while. And um, we were actually able to go to the 99 World Summer Games in Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, this was the very first, we were the very first team to actually go to uh, 99, uh, World Summer Games. And, uh, and so that was a great experience, just kind of being there and kind of, you know, being caught up in the middle of it and walking through the tunnel and kind of seeing everybody cheering for you. And, you know, usually you see that in sports teams. You usually don't see that too much with people with disabilities. But I kind of feel like, you know, for one night, it was a definitely a um, transforming moment because, I, it, yeah, and I kind of feel like sometimes there's things that lots of people that um, you know, just like athletes, that um, they're not able to see that sort of thing, um, but to experience it like we did and to kind of like just kind of walk through the tunnel and kind of march in with the athletes and have everything set up. I mean, it was just like a a. a kind of like a Super Bowl <laughs> um, maybe that's kind of a loose term but you know I mean it was kind of a um, it kind of felt like that because you know it's like one one night where people with disabilities can come together and they could interact with each other and also um, you know just kind of learn from experience and that sort of thing so
0: I don't think it's out of the the realm of, of saying it's like a Super Bowl because it's it's an experience that anybody, well, first of all, anybody should be able to just be able to go out and play sports, and to have announcers and pomp and circumstance, man. I, I think that should be that should be more normal than it already is. And so, with all of the sports that you've played and you talk about that experience out in Raleigh, where are some of the other places participating in Special Olympics is taking you? Any other parts of the country or the world?
1: Uh, you mean just like a like a um like working for special olympics or just doing sports.
0: Uh, it could be working, it could be sports, anything.
1: Um yeah, I mean I, I've done um I've been to New Mexico, been to Europe twice, uh California a couple times, New Jersey. So I've been kind of all over pretty much.
0: And you talk about the the work that you've done for special olympics I mentioned earlier on working in with the marketing and communications team my understanding is you've been a part of the organization in that capacity since 1997 how yeah. did you how did you transition from just playing in special olympics as an athlete to being an employee how did that work out
1: um it was it was interesting because it kind of showed a different side of special olympics to me um in a way of me being an athlete, but also kind of learning, um, you know, being on the field and doing sports, but then also be, be being behind the scenes and kind of see the work that it takes in order to, um, you know, to uh, uh, just kind of get an idea of what other people do in order to, you know, like a World Games or USA Games. Everything that's done behind the scenes, lots of people don't see. And so... it's kind of an opening experience
0: for sure okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk about how important it is just for anyone to have the opportunity. So it's 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 one thing for Special Olympics to, to give people the ability to and the capacity to play sports. It's another thing to help open up a window for people to work, whether they work at Special Olympics like you or they're at a grocery store or they're at a mall. How important is it for anyone with on any level of ability just to be able to work and make a living?
1: Uh, I, it's very important. I feel that, you know, with Special Olympics, um, they are uh, very understanding about certain things to so like if you. If you're in a different type of job or, you know, like a regular type of job, um, they might not understand people with disabilities to where Special Olympics, they understand that. So, you know, if, if, if something happens or you're late or something like that, you kind of don't get really fined for it. But, um, you know, they know that they take that into consideration because I, I um, they... Um, have understanding of peop- what people with disabilities have. And sometimes, you know, depending on where they're coming from and stuff like that, it it takes a while to get there. Like for me, when I go into work, it takes me an hour and a half. So, you know, I mean and they're understanding about that. So if I'm not there exactly at eight o'clock, they're not gonna freak out and say, Well, why isn't he here to, you know, to do this? Um, and it's what also was like that during the pandemic too, for two years. So you know, it's just one of those things where I think that um, it's very important for the most there's,
0: part. So. There's an understanding there. I think that's that's what anybody would want. Tell us a little bit more about your role specifically. What do you do for your job in the marketing and communications department?
1: Well, actually, I'm working in the um, Unified Champion Schools. Okay, And so we work with the schools and we teach them about unified sports, but we also teach them and educators about people with disabilities and the students that don't have disabilities. We try to have, um, try to teach them people with disabilities so that they have a better understanding. Um, And so I'm a a coordinator for unified champion schools. And so I work with the communications team and I work with a whole, a whole bunch of really great coworkers, um, that, uh, that I work with, but I also have a newsletter that we put out. I'm doing actually currently right now, I'm doing interviews with all of our staff. And so that actually goes into the newsletter just to kind of teach, we work with the public of education. And so the newsletter is just to kind of inform people about, like, who we are and what we do, and the interviews that I'm doing are to teach um, the people that get the the uh, newsletter, uh, uh, you know, just like who we are, like if they email us, just so they have a name with a face, basically.
0: I understand that, man. Well, that sounds like you. they, they got you busy at Special Olympics, man. There's always something to do, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I've been there a long time, so... <laughs>
0: And I, I also understand for all of the work and, and things that you've done, you are heavily invested in, into arts. You have helped develop some logos and specs. How how did you get involved in that, man? Did you sit down and you start sketching out? What what drove you to the arts?
1: Um, actually, I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. Um, I took a course out there, and um, and so I. Actually, what how this all kind of started is back in 1997, I got a request from Mrs. Shriver. And she told me that she wanted something, a design for her camp that she has. And she didn't exactly say what it was. And so um, I was able to make a Camp Shriver logo. And so I was able to make it just like really, it, it's real basic. It has like the different sports across as the squares. And it says Camp Shriver around it. It's like a, um, a real nice logo. And so since then, I've been doing stuff. I've been doing stuff for celebrities. I did stuff for um, a couple of WWE superstars. Uh, I've done stuff for Maureen McCormick, Mark, AKA Marsha Brady. Um, and so people like them. I did. I did actually pins. I've done. Um, coloring books for the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics uh so I mean I've I've done lots and lots of different things and I I kind of feel like if I um I mean I, I'm thinking that's gonna probably be my legacy if I ever you know if I it comes to a point where I can't be around anymore but I think that's hopefully that'll definitely hold some bear. <laughs> Well, what has
0: what has art done for you? I, I haven't sat down and colored in a long time, but when I used to, it's it's pretty relaxing. So how how is art a form of expression or relaxation for you? What does it do for you?
1: It kind of when I do art, it kind of makes me feel like I'm just not thinking about anything. You know, I mean, I, it kind of like I just started drawing and I don't have anything in mind. There's nothing to really kind of follow. There's no pattern or anything like that. I kind of feel like I just start drawing and just kind of throw out ideas. And, you know, I get these, all these different things that turn out really good and lots of people like them and they've been used uh, for different, uh, different situations and different events and all that. And um, yeah, so it's, but it's, it's. I think it's, like I said, I think it's something that I'll always kind of be remembered for. But at the same time, I, I like it because I've done stuff for the Super Bowl. I've done, I've done, like, so many different things. I've been doing it for 24 years with Special Olympics. So for the office, I also do the holiday cards. So I do holiday cards as well. So, yeah, I'm all into art.
0: <laughs> That's cool, man. So when you're not participating or helping as an athlete. When you're not working in the office with the communications, the newsletter, Unified Champion School, when you're not drawing and sketching and etching, what are some of your other hobbies, man? What keeps you busy? Um
1: I actually I have done some um not, you know, outside of special olympics. I've done martial arts for about 6 years. Um I made it up to a red belt, so that's that's an accomplishment in itself. So um, but I, I just like to kind of relax and just kind of take it easy and, you know, just kind of, cause I kind of feel like, you know, after a hard day at work, I just kind of feel like sitting on the couch and just <laughs> take it easy. But, um, I mean, I, I'm, I like just kind of, you know, seeing nature kind of walking out and just kind of, um, just kind of, uh, you know, being out in the sun and just kind of relaxing and that sort of thing. You, downtime, you're a, I guess you say.
0: you're a man of many you're a man of many talents we we gotta go back to the martial arts man on one hand you said and i i haven't i watched martial arts I haven't competed but you say you relax and you chill but then you got a red belt so what right. what drew you towards martial arts man that's some dedication what was the attraction um, there
1: yeah I mean I did it um a little bit through high school and i just kind of liked it because i kind of felt like i was able to
0: um you know kind of meet other
1: people and kind of just get a lot of exercise and stuff like that and um i have to say i think it kind of like <laughs> i want to say like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just because they're like into martial arts and stuff but um I don't know. I just kind of always was interested in that side. Of course, Bruce Lee, um, Jackie Chan, you know, all those uh, famous martial arts uh, type of people. But, um, yeah, I mean, I always liked doing it. I did pretty well with it. I really enjoyed it. And um, and also with Special Olympics, they also have judo. I never tried judo, but I always kind of wanted to, but I just didn't want to get hurt.
0: <laughs> I hear that, man. Well, uh, what what? The- <laughs> I listen. There's there's a reason why I haven't participated in martial arts. A, I think I'm a little too lazy, and I don't I don't know if I want to take some of the falls every now and then. I, I think I'm going to stand upright.
1: Well, the guy that the, our instructor that we had, he was a green beret in the Korean Army. So I mean, he was teaching us literally authentic type of martial arts, just not like you know you kind of go to a class and there's like an American guy there. I mean, this guy was like a green beret. He was in the Korean army and he did all this stuff so i mean he was like a a, a real type of uh, uh no
0: he was he was no joke let's put it that way yeah. <laughs> he, he was and he
1: worked us hard too i mean he's just like he doesn't have us do like push-ups with our knuckles instead of just like with our hands so i mean it was a it was a it was not an easy thing Okay. Oh, I'm too.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm too lazy for all of that, Bobby. Well, it it seems like you're a man of expression, whether it's through martial arts or whether you're you're drawing. And you talked about how this has helped you kind of meet folks and and be more outgoing, et cetera. <laughs> what advice would you give to 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 anyone who feels just shy? What advice would you give to them about opening up? Um, I would
1: say just find a passion that you like. And if you're able to have, you know, to get other people involved, I think that you can meet people that way. But I also think that um, just, um, you know, kind of, kind of work with your passion and whatever it is you're doing, like if whether it's drawing or anything, um, you can, um, you know, maybe kind of like use Facebook or something in order to kind of put it out there just so people can kind of see it and comment on it. But I don't know. Uh that's just my outlook on it. <laughs> oh
0: it sounds no it sounds like a good outlook to me. I mean the first step of not being shy, you said it. You got to find your passion. You got to find something that you enjoy and then you gotta find you got to find similar similar people who who enjoy that that same thing. And so I think that's great advice. What I also think is pretty cool is your work with Unified Champion Schools, because I've had a chance to to go all over the country and and, and connect with colleges, universities, high schools, about the benefit of allowing everybody just to go out and play sports, people with and without uh, disabilities, of all abilities. What do you tell schools, or what would you tell anyone about the benefits of the Unified Champion Schools program? What would you share about it? What makes it so great?
1: I think what makes it so great is that they're trying to change the way that people that don't have disabilities look at people that do have disabilities. For instance, like when I was, um, when I was going to school, they didn't have anything in place. I mean, it was just kind of like, um, you know, you had, you, at that time there was nobody learning about people with disabilities. Now it's kind of changed. But when I was going to school, I, I mean, I was never really kind of treated that well school is not all that kind to me. So um, I kind of feel like if I'm able to kind of help people change their mind in a way of the way that students look at people with disabilities. And um, lots of I think lots of students now they kind of realize that people with disabilities are just like everybody else. They just, you know, need they shouldn't be judged just because they might look different or act different or something. But you know, we still can do whatever everybody else can do. It might just take us a little bit longer or might have to figure out another way around it. But I mean, we, we still get stuff done.
0: Very well said. We still get stuff done. You're going to have to put that on a t-shirt and a button and sell that. We still get stuff done. You gotta, you gotta mock that up, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I come up with all kinds of different things and uh, I've been really good with stuff like that. So,
0: Nah, we we get stuff done. I like that. I'd walk around with that t-shirt every day, all day, man. You you've accomplished so much. You help out so many people with the messaging. You do so much for yourself as well. What's next? What's something that you haven't done that you want to kind of maybe dip your toe into? What what's another goal that you want to accomplish or something you want to try?
1: Well, I was gonna say before uh, I I am gonna answer that, but um, before that, I was gonna say. Also on the non-sports side is that I've also been, uh, been involved with the Athlete Congress, the Global Messenger, and also uh, Athlete Input Council. And so these are different programs that they have in place with Special Olympics, where, like the Athlete Congress, it's just like a regular Congress. I mean, athletes literally vote on different things that they want for their state, and so they. Um, uh, they, uh, and so they come up with like different items and then they talk about it and then they vote and, uh, all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, there, there is also kind of like a non sports side, um, that I think is just as powerful, especially like when, I don't know if you ever heard an athlete, you know, do public speaking, but. Plenty um,
0: of, I've I've sat right next to athletes at, at public forums and speaking and it's, it's powerful, man. I always appreciate the fact that, that pe- I, I love for anybody to get an opportunity and a chance. It doesn't matter who you are and where you come from. And I, it's powerful, man. It really is.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that, see, that's the thing. I think that, you know, if I feel like if you, you get to the point where not that you don't want to do sports, but you kind of, um, aren't able to do sports anymore and kind of like transitioning to like a non type of sports. That's always a good thing because I kind of feel like, you know, because we, uh, people with disabilities, they talk to like different companies and they talk to different schools and I kind of, and you know, when people are talking, it's a, it's a very powerful thing because they're talking about their experiences within special Olympics. So it's not just like, Hey, you know, my name is so-and-so. Um, You know, they they kind of like literally lay into what their experiences with Special Olympics is and stuff like that. And to answer your question, actually, (laughs) um, I guess the next thing that I I'm trying to do right now is to be a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger, possibly. So I've been working towards that. That would be a good goal for me.
0: Um, And and so that uh, I'm I'm trying to add, just make some common sense here. That would take the work that you've already done. As an ambassador, et cetera, to a global stage, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, good deal. i can make I can make a few things make sense. I appreciate that. And so ideally, if you were to have that that role, where would you want to visit? Where would you want to speak? Where would you want to talk and help inspire people? We got a big old planet. Where would you want to go?
1: Well, I think what I would want to do is depending on I mean, I would like to speak at a world games, you know, kind of like what Mrs. Shriver did, um, you know, in that type of sense. It could be overwhelming just because it would be like a first time. But I kind of feel like you have to have a first time in order to get through it. Right. So you got to start somewhere. So I figure, you know, that might be, be a good spot, to possibly to start. But um, maybe like going to maybe different chapters like around the U.S. and just kind of do talks and just, you um, you know, kind of talk talk to, you know, maybe like Special Olympics Georgia or something just to kind of uh, um, talk about my experiences with Special Olympics, how long I've been there, just kind of like I'm doing now, basically.
0: Well, listen, man, Bobby, let's let's wrap it up for everybody who's listening right now. You have so many experiences as an athlete, as an employee, as an ambassador, just as a human being. What would you say the ultimate benefit is of Special Olympics? Why is Special Olympics great for society?
1: Special Olympics is great because everybody has something in common no matter where they are. Um, disability might be a little bit different, but I kind of feel like with athletes, there's an understanding, you know, whether you're in the US or you're in Africa or anything. I kind of feel like there's always a connection between athletes because they always, they always have a, um, they always understand each other, you know, um, and acceptance to where, um, I don't think like other organizations are like that. And I kind of feel like, you know, you know, like if I went to say, uh, London, you know, I think I would be able to fit in because I mean, if I work with other people from London that has that have disabilities, I think I, you know, it would be like a connection because you automatically have the same thing, but um, you know, there's always something there. Even if the disability is different, you still have like some type of connection to where it's like, Oh, okay. I understand why you're kind of doing it this way instead of this way. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: <laughs> it's all about community, man. It's all about community, yeah. and I think it's so cool that that's something that that you've been able to foster as you participate in Special Olympics and as you're an advocate and a messenger and so many great things, Bobby. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story, man. I, I gotta, I gotta check out more of your art, man. I've seen a few pieces. I gotta, I gotta check it out extensively. Yeah,
1: yeah, you have to check them out. I got a whole bunch of stuff uh, laying around, but, um, yeah, I've done. Different Thank no you doubt. so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. When I get up to D.C., man, I'm going to have to check out the office. We've been having a conversation here with my main man, Bobby Jones, athlete and employee and just overall good dude and artist Who's Special 11. A big shout out and thank you to Bobby for sharing your story. It's amazing how you can take your passion and turn it into something like a career. I need to talk to Bobby separately for some art tips. If you'd like to support anyone trying to turn their passion into their purpose, go to specialolympics.org to see how you can get involved playing, volunteering, coaching, and more. There are events all year round, all over the world. Go to specialolympics.org to find out more. I'm JR from CBS Sports Radio, and this is the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. New episodes drop every Wednesday, but don't just follow and subscribe. Embrace others, help folks out,
1: and be inclusive.